Well, that's okay. We got it working. And I just yeah. wanted to say that that's the ironic part about this whole conversation is the fact that to a certain degree, you guys are in this space, thanks to technology, but every now and then when it doesn't want to cooperate, you get moments like what we had, like we just had. Yep. <laughs> so wonderful. Now, are you both there? Yes, we are. Well, terrific. And you guys sound great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, this is something that I've been looking forward to a, a while. Um, I guess I'll start off this way. Um, if, I, if you were to look at my office, uh, my office, home office now, you would see that I have my, um, the camera to my laptop taped off. I have an old business card that I have folded over and I have taped it off because after watching Citizen Four on HBO, I have been so nervous and so worried about anybody looking into our bedroom because our, my, my computer faces our, our bed. And who knows, maybe somebody out there wants to see a bunch of, you know, a couple of 40 year old uh, folks, you know, d doing it. And so I've been paranoid and I've been blocking that and I've been blocking some of the things on my phone because I've been I'm concerned about it. And here I am talking to you who have gone the opposite way, it seems. <laughs> and you've and, and you've take on, taken off the proverbial tape and you are out there to the world. And according to your Chatterbait account that I'm looking at here, as if I, and I could be wrong about this number, but I think it's right. You have about 180,000 plus people that follow you. That is correct. So yeah. <laughs> I guess my question is, when did, were you ever in the same headspace that I was at? And if, and when did, if you were, when did that switch? Um, that's a great question. I mean, yeah, of course we choose to broadcast our lives. Um, we've had an awesome response about that. A lot of opportunities, you know, as you know, we appeared on, um, ABC's Nightline. Yes. Um, you know, we have hundreds of thousands of followers, um, in the course of the probably three and a half or so years we've been doing this, we've probably had, I mean, millions, millions and millions of people come across our room at any given time. You know, they don't always stay, but we've had millions of viewers. Um, and I guess choosing to put that out there, I feel like we're in control of what we share. I mean, there's times where we, we shut the camera off, we close the computer, and we have our private life as well. So we're only broadcasting a glimpse into our life and our relationship and our intimacy. Is there a way that you could quantify that from the standpoint of what you would say 40% of our life is online and, and, and the rest and the balance is, is private, it's ours? Um, wow, what would you say that percentage is? Um, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess you know what? I, I would put it this way. How much of your workday is um is separate from your home life gosh i mean i would go with my fast 80 20 rule i mean i always think of that i mean but for them for the most part i am i've been in real estate for a long time and we have this 80 20 rule where we go where we say something to the effect of you know your 80 percent of your business comes from 20 percent of your clients or 80% of what you gain, come, I'm sorry, 20%, 80% of what you gain comes from 20% of work, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing it badly. But I think, yes, a lot of people don't know what goes on in the background in order to make life happen. They just get to see the end result. Um, but so the preponderance happens to be private. Uh, it's, it, you know, in, in, very, in very few things. So that's how I would go about answering that question. So to answer your question, then I would say 
to be in the forefront of people's eyes, um, I would say it's probably, I don't know, maybe four, four to five hours of the day um, on select days. And then, um, you know, obviously on the back end, um, you know, hell, I was having to deal with the, uh, with my internet, the, you know, yesterday. So I had a technician out here and, um, and then hours, hours of, uh, you know, troubleshooting or something like that. So, I mean, to be just actually in front of people, I would say probably about, um, maybe 24 hours of the, of a week Okay, is a, is a you know, um, maybe, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less depending on what's going on during the week. Um, but as far as, you know, the other end of it, you know, just dealing with it from a perspective of making, um, uh, custom videos or making, um, or, you know, troubleshooting software issues or something like that. And obviously that number goes up just like, you know, essentially any business, you know, I mean, you, you might go to work for eight hours a day, but you got travel time in between and, sure. you know, uh, boss calls you up and says, I need this done. Um, you know, so you're doing some off hours work on top of what you are normally, you know, at work for. And in thinking about this question a little bit more and, you know, dividing it into percentages, you know, we have our time in front of a camera on Chatterbait. And as Dusty said, sometimes that's four hours a day. Sometimes it can be eight hours a day. Um, he and I also both have um, other work that we engage in. If you want to call it a vanilla job, although I don't feel it's very vanilla, it's my work is exciting that I do offline. So we each have our other work. Um, we have our personal alone time to, you know, in, you know, enhance our relationship. And then we have, you know, our family and social life also. So I guess there's maybe four components of our lives. And when we broadcast, that's maybe only a quarter of it. So let, let's talk about that for a second, because I, I understand what you're saying. For instance, throughout the day, similar to you, I wear different hats. I wear my realtor hat or I, or I wear my, you know, at the, all the activities that I do with family kind of hat. And then there's a variety of things. Now, do, do things ever melt into one another or is there ever a gray area when one kind of flows into the other or do you or are they very strict when you literally say we're checking out of this and for this point forward until we get to the next thing we are going to be x um i think it's pretty separate um yeah to, to most to, to most degree um i do believe that you know one of the things that we made a promise to one another when we started doing the uh the cam side of this was that we wanted to be, you know, genuine. We wanted to be ourselves. So it's not like a show show. It's not like, okay, you know, we put on the circus hat and, and are, you know, uh, ro rolling around on, you know, roller skates and tricycles. <laughs> right, right. There's no dancing bears. We wanted, to, we wanted to show that authenticity that, that you know, this is, this is our relationship. And whether we're on cam or off cam, this is how we interact with one another. This is how we talk to one another. This is how we treat one another. Um, you know, this is the this is the communication that we both share with one another, whether we're on or off. And we felt that was really, really important. So I guess in some ways, there's a little bit of blending of our off cam life with our on cam life, because we try to be very genuine in how we how we respond, how we talk, 
and and interact. You know, I have talked to a, a couple of other folks that do something similar to what you do, and and I do think that what you're doing is is interesting and it's different and it's genuine. Um, but one of the things that I, I was as I was reading your about us part in the Shatterbait um, section, you say something to the effect of quote. We're inviting you into a very sacred and private part of our lives. Please be respectful of our love and how we choose to express to one another, end quote. And I think what I've gotten from that and also kind of you know, as, as I was prepping for us talking, kind of, you know, coming into your, um, I don't know what you would call it, your portal, for lack of a better term, is the fact that it, there, you might wear different hats throughout the day, but there's a flowing um, thread as, as you go throughout your practice and whether you have to have a specific vanilla life for, for lack of a better term, and then you move into this, that there's still a thread of that, uh, I don't know, would you call it mysticism or theory or philosophy? Would, would you would you agree to that or, or am I off? Definitely, 100%. definitely. I mean, without too, sharing too much details of our outside life, the other work that Dusty and I do is very creative. Um, and I think we've always strived to fulfill ourselves with our career and something that we really enjoy and something that we love doing. Um, so, you know, in my other work, I get to be creative. Um, I get to help people. Um, and I think Dusty would say the same thing about his, you know, his normal, <laughs> if you will, work. Um, you know, so our, our guiding philosophy is always just, you know, to pursue our passions and to do what is most fulfilling. And to a certain degree, and, and again, I think that you've done, you're doing this, um, and, and I only caught a few minutes. Um, I couldn't sit here for six hours and watch you all as much as I would like to. <laughs> I had other stuff to do. But one of the things that I caught in a, at a glimpse of, of, of your portal is that you were educating as well. I believe that some of the folks that were coming in on ch and chiming in, because I think that's how it worked, and you can see their comments and, and you can respond back. But yes. you, were, you were educating because there were a few questions that they were talking about. Tantric, tantric lovemaking yeah. and it wasn't like you threw away the question as in oh well you should know or you know or, or this is a ploy to get more viewers this is like okay well let me tell you what it is yeah and, and when we get there i mean we we enjoy the conversation i mean when we're on chatterbait it's not just about hey people come watch us fuck yeah. um you know, we like to share what makes our relationship so wonderful and so magical and what keeps our passion alive after so many years of marriage. And, you know, so when we get those sincere questions from our viewers, we don't mind taking the time to answer. And we like sharing, you know, our thoughts, our beliefs, our, um, you know, where we're coming from. Um so, yeah. And also, you know, sometimes we get questions about like, you know, sexuality or how do I communicate my wants and desires to my partner? And we feel it's a safe space for people to be able to ask those kinds of questions. Um, you're not necessarily going to go out with your group of buddies and say, well, hey, I've been thinking about, you know, asking my wife to, you know, play with my ass because I think it would feel good. I mean, your buddies are going to say, what, are you gay? That's, you know, sick or something like that. So we feel it provides a really safe space for people to, you know, come up with these questions. And we, we enjoy the discussion. We enjoy answering and helping to, like you said, educate people to help break down um, their stereotypical exactly the conditioning from society and move past the shame and just be more open and accepting of everything that they want to explore as in regards to to pleasure 
Now, you know, going back to, uh, I happened to catch, and, and I'm, I'm looking through the tacklings of the pics and videos that you have available, and one of them says something to the effect of Dusty's anal orgasm. I mean, I know that there's been some, you know, some play that you guys have and you've displayed on, on, on your screens. Now, Dusty, I guess the question for you is, that is, to me at least, and I could be wrong, but to me, it is an extremely intimate act. Uh, I don't know that a lot of men would ever even come too close to, like you said, talking about it with their friends. And even if they were to do it in their bedroom, it's one of those things like, we will, well, this will never leave this space. But you're, you're very open about it. Um, and so I guess my question to you is, how did you shed that uh the stigma into the point where you're open to sharing it online um that's a question i ask myself every day (laughs) (laughs) am i really doing this oh my there's times where i turn to peppermint afterward i go wow did i just do that um and i think i think that part of that um As long as someone actually has a genuine question, I mean, no matter what you do in life, no matter what, what country, what faith, what, whatever it is, wherever you are, there's always going to be somebody who is going to stand in judgment of you. Certainly. And there, and you will have to learn and appreciate yourself. And unfortunately, I think from a man's perspective, um, we, we don't, we have a lot of criticism of ourselves as, as to our body. And I don't think that we really appreciate the beauty of our own body. And, um, and I guess one of the things that I came to realize while camming um and i've always been pretty open about discussing things i mean i i I was one of those friends that if one of my friends came up to me and said you know i've been thinking about uh you know having a finger slid in my ass or something like that i would genuinely good for you bob (laughs) yeah not that i'm gonna slide my finger in your ass Mm -hmm. but i would genuinely embrace them and say well okay um you know where's this coming from you know why are you know you know, it is your body. I mean, you know, your ass is your own body. So it, it has no sexual orientation whatsoever. It's your body. That's very good. Um, and, and the ability to have a safe place to be able to communicate that with, you know. So if you're fortunate to have a friend who you can share that kind of conversation with, then, you know, so much better. And when I was when – I've, when I've seen people come into the room – and, you know, kind of discuss that or ask that or make a rude comment about it, I kind of realized, you know, I can kind of put my, my own self-insecurities to the side and become more secure in myself and discuss this and live by the rule of word that I am portraying out there. And so I guess it's, it's a choice and it's a choice every day. It's a choice in whatever you're doing. And 
that this question even goes back to what you asked earlier. Um, and one of the things that I choose to do is every day when I wake up is how I treat peppermint and every night how I go to bed with her and throughout the day. So that common thread, that, that singular thread that you were discussing earlier even applies to what I do online as far as even discussing um, ass play or um, expressing that vulnerability, that intimacy of peppermint playing with my ass in front of other people. And so I guess it's living by my own words and my own actions and um, you know, and not having shame for what I'm doing. So if somebody does come up to me and says something like that, it's like, yeah, yeah, so what? And I think also because we have such a strong relationship and we know that we always have each other's backs, it's, it's easy to just kind of trust that when we're online, neither one of us is going to do anything that like the other doesn't like or that will humiliate the other or to shame the other. I mean, our relationship is first and foremost. Um, you know, we get requests from people in the chat room of things that just you know push our boundaries too much and things that we're not comfortable with. If we do have a request, we always check in with each other to make sure, hey, is that okay with you? Um, and so I think just having that support there, having that that person that you know has your back 100% and that you can trust and that you can be vulnerable is incredibly helpful. And, and I think that's one of the ironies that I am seeing as I become more open or, or and I start see, having these conversations with folks that do what you do and, and, and others that are in the more sex positive type of uh, world for you is this concept of the fact that you're having these dialogues with one another. You're having these conversations that I'm sure at one point weren't easy to have, but that you're, you've reached them and, and, and you've, you've created a life and to a certain degree a business around. But yes. there's a lot of couples that are, that are out there that would consider themselves righteous and moral and, 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 and all of these other fancy terms, but they are closeted in the sense that they would never have that conversation with their with their husband or with their wife or their significant other because they consider it taboo and outside of the realm of, of being a good quote unquote couple. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and I just think it's interesting that they're probably, and I could be wrong, I don't know the demographics of your 180,000 followers, but I'm sure that those are some of the people that are looking at you as an outlet to live out that which they cannot ask of their other. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, people come to our room a lot because they seek what we have. They see us being so open and so affectionate with each other that maybe sometimes they're living a little bit vicariously. Um, maybe they're becoming inspired to be more open, to communicate with their partner a little bit more or to go outside of their comfort zone of what they'd like to explore sexually. So I, I think it can be both. Yeah. And I, and I feel, I feel that people, a lot of people come into that, into that room of ours. Um, just like what government uh, was saying is that, you know, when you see something, then you know it exists. And I, I feel that when they, when they see that, then they realize, Oh, you know what? Okay. If it exists, then maybe I can ask that. Maybe I can, 
um, maybe I can figure out a way to communicate. And we've had many and many couples and singles that have come into the room and said, wow, you have done amazing things for our, for our relationship or for our, for our sex life. Um, you know, you've inspired us to even cam or, Interesting. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and our communication is so much better. You know, I, I, I can sit down and actually talk to my wife or my husband and, and, and we have that stronger bond. One, one of the interesting things that I've seen, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that because as I, as I'm seeing you, some might even say gawk, but as I'm, as I'm looking at you guys here on your, on your chatterbait uh, profile, you're both uh, very fit um, to me and, and, and obviously a very, in a very attractive couple. But one of the things that I've noticed as, as I've looked over you know, the many, many accounts that are on, on that service alone, that there are bodies for everybody that uh, for the most part, you know, that I've seen, you know, the, the entire spectrum of, I think of what they look and also age wise, that there is a, there's a good gap of what, you know, of what's available to be seen. And so it, to me, it tells me that again, what I've always kind of thought that sexuality is a, it's, it's a continuum in what strikes your fancy now may not be what strikes you fan, your fancy later. And also that there are such a variety of things that you're going to enjoy in life. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that we love about the live camming platform is that, you know, traditionally um, in the stereotypical Hollywood produced porn, you have one kind of body, you have one kind of look, you have one certain age and camming has really shattered that mold. I mean, you have women that are tiny and petite and flat chested. You have voluptuous women. You have all ranges of skin colors. You have people with lots of tattoos and piercings. You have, you know, the, the good girl next door. You have the anime cosplayers. You have, you know, all sexual orientations from straight, bi, lesbian, gay, trans. I mean, it's really kind of just shattered what I feel has been this um, kind of, you know, uh, just, rigid stereotype and it offers viewers so so much more oh most certainly i mean i grew up I, I, and i talked about this on on the show before is that i grew up during the 90s when blonde eyed blue blonde blue eyed was perfection and to a certain degree guess what i married blonde and blue eyed uh <laughs> and, and, and and that you know and, and and but again she's changed over time and i have i've loved being with somebody we've been together for over 20 years and seeing her change from one person to the next and going through you know the the the, the way the body changes because you know you have you have a family and and then you know you go through the ups and the downs of you know racing them and and, and all of that affects the physicality of who we are sure. but um, again, I, I feel that a lot of the buttons that were plugged into me were done very early on, but, uh, but I like the fact that there is such a wide spectrum. Now, the question that I was going to ask next, and I don't know how it works on the back end, but I would have to think that you have some degree of access to analytics. Do you think, or maybe you don't, but do, do people come into your portal first and foremost to, to look for you? Uh, you know, peppermint, or do they come in for looking at a dusty type, or are they actually looking for a couple to talk to? Like, how, how, what is people's entry point to what you have to share? As, as broad a spectrum as the camming community has across all multiple different types of platforms, um, the same thing can be said for why somebody comes in 
to hang out with us, so to speak. Um, some of them are coming in because, oh, they like, they, they add a man. Um, some of them come in before, because they prefer looking at a woman. Um, some, because they come in, prefer looking at a couple and the interaction. So it's, it's varied. I mean, um, I mean, some come in because we're not 19. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of older viewers out there, you know, in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s. And, you know, many, you know, there's a lot of cams out there that are 19, 20, 21 years old. But let's say they have maybe children that age and that's not necessarily something that's going to turn them on. So I think there's a lot of viewers that appreciate that we are an older couple. We are in our 40s. We do have that maturity and that lifetime experience. So maybe we're more relatable to that sort of um, demographic. What I got tickled as I was looking at the Nightline piece, which eventually I want to get to, I have a few questions on that. But as I was looking at that, they kicked off where they just look like your normal 41-year-old couples and whatnot. That's right. And I'm like, well, hey, a second. I'm a normal 40-year-old guy, I like to think. Uh, and then, of course, they, they do the switch over to, well, this is what they do. And, yeah. uh, and it was, I got a real kick out of that because I think that the more, you know, I'm 41 now. And as I go along into my forties, the more I realize that there is, that there is a thought, I think by earlier generations that they're still fucking around after 40 and they're probably having better sex than we were back in our twenties and our thirties when we were fumbling around because now they have the experience, they have the time and they have the money to be able to invest in their overall sexual experience. And, but it just, it, the irony of, Oh, well, you know, 41 year olds can do this crazy thing. And, and I, I would like to think that there's, there's a really good healthy market for people our age to, to partake in this. For sure, for sure. I mean, we're we're constantly finding articles and research studies about how, you know, if you stay sexually active as you age, you're going to be better off. I think Dusty posted on Twitter right. uh, maybe just yesterday how yes. there was a study done about um, men that stay sexually active in their 50s have like a 63% less chance of getting certain types of cancers. Um, so we think it's it's awesome that people are drawn to us because of that maturity um oftentimes we'll get trolls come into the room and you know they'll come and say oh my god you guys are so old you're so <laughs> i had somebody the other day ask me is she a billion years old I'm like yes i am a dinosaur i'm one billion years old if you're a billion years old then we <laughs> should be like on every network and talk show out there and yeah, you have found the fountain of youth. And I have, if I'm a billion years old. So, you know, there's, and these are most likely young people that are just so in the moment and they don't understand, but well, they're going to be in their 40s and 50s someday too. Exactly. Uh, so it's nice to really set an example that sex is not just for young people. We hope to continue having a very active sex life up until our 80s and, and beyond. I know my grandparents did. So, you know, mm. I hope that, you know, we, we do carry that, that intimacy along with it, you know, that we, I mean, cause it's, it's one, it's a bonder. It's, it's one of the things that helps us bond. I mean, if, if you're not sexually, I mean, there's obviously certain medical conditions and that kind of thing that obviously lead to the inability for certain as aspects of intimacy. And that's another thing that we try to really show and demonstrate um, is that you know intimacy isn't just isn't just you know the act of penetration. It's touching one another. It's it's 
you know, caressing one another, kissing one another, um, saying, I love you. And, you know, really demonstrating that aspect as well and, and living by that. And I guess we also accept that our sex life is going to change through the years where maybe we have more aches and pains or maybe our, our bodies aren't cooperating the way we would like them to, to, you know, be, you know, having sex for hours on end and, you know, maybe the, the quantity will reduce. But like Dusty said, the important things of holding each other's hands and just cuddling and caressing, we feel that that is lovemaking also. And our advice for certain things that somebody might want us to do might actually go up. I mean, if they want me to stand on my head when I'm 60, <laughs> you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta build in that, you know, the fact that I might have to be in the hospital after doing that. So it's probably going to be like a hundred, $200,000, um, kind of a tip because yeah. I may have to, you of that in, in medical bills. And I mean, personally, I feel like our sex is better than ever in our forties. I mean, like you said, you know, when you're 20, 30, you're still kind of fumbling around. You're learning about your body and you're learning how it responds and you're learning what you like and what you don't like. Um, I think now at this age, we also have the ability to have the self-confidence to communicate what we want and say, I don't like that right now, or I need a different touch at this moment. And you don't take it as a necessarily as an attack too. Cause I think, you know, when we're younger, Oh yes. No, I don't want to do that. It, we're so we, offended. We take it personally. Yeah. We think, Oh, they, it's because I, they're, they're, they're offended. I'm, you know, they don't yeah. want to do it. And then, um, and then also, you know, we're in our twenties, late teens and twenties, our hormone, our hormones are still raging in a, almost in an adolescent like manner, you know, some of our emotional responses are a lot more, um, I don't know what the word. Well, it's, it's the difference between I think lust and love, you know, I mean, when we're younger, obviously that's our, you know, we're, we're drawn to reproduce. <laughs> and so lust is driving our, you know, sexual desires more than like a, a deep seated, richer, fuller kind of uh, soul love and i don't think society necessarily caters to that too and i think that's also learned i think um you know some some are more fortunate than others that they have a greater understanding of um you know of the intimacy aspect of it at a younger age but others don't and i think a lot of that is also just our society in general how that is um educated you know yeah it's been very puritanical for a long long time even up until the late 90s when i was uh you know when i was in high school i mean as with my parents at least they were very like this is not the, so anything that we talk about uh uh you know we'll talk about you know sex until you know before yeah, until after you're married kind of a deal you know it just it didn't happen and i was lucky enough that i was always inquisitive and uh and that i found a partner who is okay with having the dialogues and having the conversations with me. Like you said, we may not have always been into everything, but at least we were open to having the conversations. But I think that that's, that, that was, that's small and, and we're lucky that we found each other that way. But the overall American society, I don't, you know, there's, there's other countries that are more liberal, uh, but at least American society, is, there's still a lot of puritanical thought, but I do see that things are changing. Webcaming... Yeah. Webcaming wouldn't be as, as, as big of a business if it wasn't, if there wasn't an interest. 
And I guess we're doing our part to change that too and just make sex work and sex in general more widely accepted. You know, that's the reason we said yes to the ABC interview. It's like, we are normal people. We have other jobs, we have families, we have friends, but we have this amazing sex life that we choose to share. Therefore we are sex workers. And it's got such an awful stigma that sex, sex workers are deviant or perverted or they're desperate and they can't function in normal society. And that's why they have to do this kind of work. And that's, there are people like so that, and it, but that's the same thing in any business, any industry. There's people out there that are just as scuzzy. You know, yeah. Scuzzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard that word for a long time. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm showing my age as these interviews yeah, go by. Hey, we got you beat. <laughs> well, well, let's not discuss uh, what uh, what decade yet, but I'm going to say late 70s for me. Uh, let's talk about that interview. Um, how does how does that come about and how recent ago? How long ago was it? Uh, that Night was line. in 2017, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was two years ago. And honestly, that came up completely out of the blue. Um, I had to wake up earlier than Dusty one morning to get ready for work and leave because I had an early shift. Um, so before I left the house, I was just logging on to our business account email, and I saw this uh, message from ABC Nightline. And the message was that we're uh, getting ready to produce a story growing webcam industry, um, showing that, you know, how more and more people are getting into this business. Um, now, and let me stop you for a second. Back then, was it fledging or was it already an industry? It was an industry, but it was like um, it was it was kind of like starting to really take off. It yeah. was re it was really taking a prominent position even in the porn industry because the porn industry was now all of a sudden really taking an interest in it because it was cutting into their traditional profits zone. Sure, this was only two and a half years ago. Yeah, it was in 2017. Um, so I wake up, I get this email, um, would you like to appear on our segment that we're doing on webcamming? Um, and so before I left, I went to Dusty, who was still sleeping, and I said, hey, um, just want to let you know that we got a message from ABC Nightline. They're asking us to be interviewed. <laughs> April Fool's is over. That was like last week. You're kidding me. I'm like, um, no, I'm not. I have to leave, but go ahead and take a look at the email. <laughs> so wow. he reads the email. And of course we have a discussion about this. So like, wow, they're coming to us. They want to share our story of, you know, how we got into this, why we do this. Um, and after, you know, discussing that, we said, okay, we have some questions for them. So we called up the producer that contacted us and, you know, we asked all kinds of questions about, you know, one, keeping this pretty private and not revealing our real identity or our city or our names or our occupations. Um, and then, you know, after reassuring that they could just keep it very, very down low, um, one of the questions we asked them was, why us? Out yes. of the thousands and thousands and thousands of web cameras out there, why did you choose us? Um, and they said in the, you know, weeks or months or whatever that they were doing their research, <laughs> which mm -hmm. meant watching cams at work, they had to get permission to go onto porn sites from their, you know, work IT computers. And everything else that that's, what, that's all I've been doing for a week, guys, research. Because yeah. of you. So yeah. they were watching a lot of cam rooms. I guess they wanted to interview a couple. And they said that when they came to our room and what they saw of how we presented our bio, our interactions with each other, it was the most genuine lovemaking. Okay. Rather than 
kinky BDSM, which there's completely nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. And that's fun. But that wasn't really appropriate for mainstream TV. Or maybe they were a they were just hooking up to, you know, make it more lucrative or, you know, but what they felt, you know, we portrayed was, I guess, the most um, uh, digestible. Right. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, and not to take anything away from the interview, because I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I, that's kind of the sense of what it was for me is is like we, we already know in a certain way we're going to blow people's minds with this thing. So yeah. we need uh, digestible is a great word for it. We need yeah. a couple that would seem like your everyday, the, the, the yeah. folks next door, um, that, you know, that, that are not going to be offensive and, and you know, and, and, and obviously attractive and alluring. And, and, and it's a great entry point for, for this. Uh, but I like to me, when I was looking at your Twitter profile, uh, and I'll have, con- you know, show notes for all of this uh, later on, but the fact that, oh my gosh, it was on Light Night, Nightline. I mean, yeah. for me, Nightline was like when they were breaking, you know, when the president was, you know, had done something wrong and, and, right. and judging for him. And now and now they're having you guys. I got a real kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. And granted, the segment did air, I think, at like four o'clock in the morning. Okay. So like, you know, the prime time network TV at seven o'clock that you're going to sit down and watch with your kid. I wasn't. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Um, and that's something else with the with media and everything else that and this is something with even with like Cami, our sense of what is prime time is no longer really relevant anymore because, sure. um, you know, you can be prime time at eight o'clock, but you're not prime time in the country that you reside in. Um, and I think that's another aspect. I think now it's just a matter of, you know, when something is presented and when you decide to watch it or bench on it, so to speak. Yeah. I, 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 it's changing gear within this aspect of that Mindline interview. One of the things that I've always been obsessed about is the missing scent. And what that means is like, if you're looking at a production, a theater production or a movie, it's the setting, the decor, the lighting, the costumes, the makeup, everything that makes up, a place that looks lived in so that the audience believes that they are there. And so I look at film and movies that way. And like you said, you're genuine, but the spaces that you find within your own home, because I think it's your own, your, your own property to, yeah. to record, to, to broadcast from what has, what have, how did you choose them? How have you built them to such a way that they are a place for you yourselves that then will translate to the audience? What does Dusty thus, thus bring to them? What do you bring to them, Peppermint? Um, I mean, one, it's a matter of comfort and convenience. <laughs> right. Um, sometimes, you know, we came from our living room. And so we have like a just a mattress that we'll put down on the floor in front of the couch. So we have like two different levels so to speak so that when we're giving and receiving let's say oral um we don't have to crouch down so much on the bed and strain our neck <laughs> um we also have a that's experience screen. talking right there yeah, yeah yeah i mean you know i'm not gonna you know lay down on my belly and crane my neck to suck on his cock for you know 20 minutes i would rather sit up and be upright in a more sure. comfortable position <laughs> so it's practicality it's comfort um we have a, a big screen tv in our living room where we can like monitor our own chat room um we you know have the outlets to hook up our lights and things like that 
Um, we used to cam more so from our bedroom. We've kind of gotten out of the habit of that, though, just because I said it's more comfortable in the living room. There's the different levels, the different layers. We have some nice lighting now. Um, we also love, love, love being outside. So we have a, a covered patio out in our backyard, and we have a very private property with a lot of trees around it. So we're not in eyesight of any of our neighbors. And so we've really just enhanced that space so we can be outside as much as possible. We were camping outside last night. There was the thunderstorm that passed through, and yeah. that kind of cooled the, cooled the air down a little bit. So like, oh, yeah, let's camp outside tonight. It was like maybe... 78 degrees at 8 p.m. Mm. We have this covered patio. We have these beautiful like LED market lights. We have plants out there. We have a futon. So we've made it a comfort comfortable, like, you know, just really nice lush environment that we enjoy that I feel is just aesthetically pleasing for our viewers. So it's just, like I said, a matter of comfort and convenience for us. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's one of the things that I, I again, you talk about experience and, I, and it's something that carries through. And what I see here is that you have these these spaces that you created for yourselves. But if if you're comfortable in it and I think it draws the audience in because it's like, oh, this is a real pair. And I think that's where you know, I keep on having these thoughts of the screen sometimes removes us away from us. I think a lot of the discourse that we have in this country is the fact that we're talking through screens and that we don't get to see, you know, the. Um, the facial expressions, the tonality of people when they're talking. But when you're having this camera experience, and I, I would assume for the people that are posting in the chat rooms that their direct words affect what's going on in the screen, it takes away that window to some day as, as much as you can virtually. And it really does make you feel like as close as to being there without being there. Yeah, I mean, we, we would like to try to make a warm and welcoming environment for our viewers because we're, we're so busy. Everyone is stressed. Everyone kind of just needs an escape and a release. And we feel if we can just make like a nice, peaceful atmosphere for people to come and relax and enjoy and feel invited to chat, feel invited to, you know, masturbate, touch themselves, play with their partner, whatever. We just want to make that warm and welcoming and loving space for people to enjoy. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we say what we say. This is a loving space. You know, please be respectful. You're being invited into our space of intimacy. This is how we express it. If you don't like it, well, you know, there's there's Thousands. millions of, of... Yeah, pick your, pick, you know, pick your, your drink. Now... We talked a little bit ago about the fact that you have always, for the most part, enjoyed a healthy and happy and exciting sex life. But was there ever a point that 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 wasn't working? And how did if if there was, how did you how did you get there and how did you battle through it? Mm, well, I think I think that for both of us, we know that we're in this for the long haul. We, we found our life partner. And so there's going to be many ups and downs in life. Um, not just like, you know, either family drama or work situations or just, you know, when, but we understand that our desire and passion is going to ebb and flow. And, you know, let's say I have a lot of stress in my life and that is kind of putting a, a damper on my um, sex drive. Dusty completely just accepts and understands that and he'll wait as long as he needs to for me. Yeah, well, and, I'm there for you. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's the same with me. You know, it's, it's um, you know, the most important 
person on the planet is, mm-hmm. is, is her to me, you know, and, um, and, and it's, and it's, it's a yin and a yang of it. It's, I always express this with her and even on, on cam with people, it's a yin and a yang. It's, it's not that at any moment, you know, you know, you have a circle and inside of there, you're moving around. The two of you are, and there's a moment where you're the point and there's a moment where you're the fat end of the, of the yang and you're, you're, you're circulating. The only thing we ever ask of one another is to be the best you can for that moment for, you know, that day, the best you can be is 50% of what you were. Um, that's all you can ever ask is just be the best you can for that, for that day or that moment. And, um, and, and be understanding and, um, you know, of each other. And, and I think that we have faith that, you know, if that passion does ebb and flow, and let's say, you know, well, two weeks ago we had sex five times, but this week we've only had sex twice. Rather than saying what's wrong, we look at the bigger picture in the situation. And maybe, you know, Dusty has, you know, a, really, a deadline at work and something he's got to get done. So he's working 12 hours. And by the time he gets home, he's too tired to play. And so I'll just, I'll give him, you know, a nice massage or something like that. Um, or we have a stressful situation or something. I think we just trust that ebb and flow and know that, you know, in those times where we're just, we're too tired. So we put on a movie and we cuddle that also fosters intimacy. Yeah. And I, I personally don't, I can only speak for me. Um, but I, I, for me, sex is, is the whole ball. It's, um, you know, it starts when you wake up in the morning, it, it goes through night when you're, when you're asleep, it's how you interact with one another all day long that creates that, that sexual energy. And it doesn't just revolve around penetration. Sex to me is holding hands. It's, it's kissing, it's caressing. It's, um, it's being supportive. It's like, you know, your partner has a, has a moment of, of, uh, insecurity. And instead of feeding that insecurity, you, you work to it together. You work through it together. You, that is why you end up having sex. That's why if you're going to say the actual intercourse, it's that, I mean, if you don't, if you're not supportive of your, of your partner, um, through all aspects of the day, then how can you expect even to, to, to have that other part? Spark in the bedroom. Yeah. Right. You know, no, I mean, I think that's one of the, the things that I discovered uh, maybe, uh, earlier on is that my behaviors, both good and bad, affected, uh, you know, her want and her desire. And, and, and especially on as I as we started, as I became more of the person that was at home, uh, making sure that the house was clean, that, you know, that the, our spaces were nice and that there was good smells around the house, that, ki- that, that good meals were being provided, I realized that the more that I that that I created these good spaces again these miss you know the, the, these these well lived places that it freed her up to want to get into bed and and to have fun and enjoy and and allow things that perhaps she otherwise she wouldn't have because she would have been in too much of her in her mind uh, you know worrying about all the things that weren't done to you know to want to partake and so 
I, I think that's, as again, experience tells you that caring about your spouse in, or your other half, whatever that means, in the overall, it will equate to, you know, having those moments of passion and, and you know, with, with one another. Right, definitely. I mean, we're on the same team. And so, you know, sometimes I do the dishes, sometimes Dusty do the dishes. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not a checkoff list yeah, or, a, or, or a comparison of some kind. Yeah, I did more today yeah. than you did. Like, if he's, eh. Yeah, if he's doing something, then I'm like, oh, oh, I can do the dishes because I have a free moment right now. Or if he's got something to do, I can fold the laundry. So what? You know, we just we share and there's just a nice natural ebb and flow about, you know, what we do and how we take care of each other. You know, I, I, I truly believe that the, the grass is only as green as it's under your feet. And what you do to tend to that is going to be the, the determinant. And you can look through the fence. You can look over the fence. You can look through the knot hole um, at the grass in the yard next door to you. But, and you can jump over there into their yard and hang out in that yard. But if you don't have the right intentions for your own grass, it's, you're going to make it just as brown as yeah. the grass that's under your feet. Yeah. And maybe, their, maybe their grass looks nicer because they've taken the time to take care of it. Just you know, take care of what you got and appreciate it and be grateful. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things. Appreciate who you're with and, um, and truly appreciate them. And it's, it's, it's a two-way street. It's reciprocal. Like I said, it's, a, it's the uh, uh, yin and the yang. And if that's not happening and your circle is just you inside of it and it's not the two of you working together, then that's something that needs to be addressed. And I appreciate that a lot. Now, when it comes to you, you and I, I wanted to ask your thoughts on a variety of the, of the places that you, the, the, the spaces that you are online, because obviously I met you through Twitter. I believe that you guys were the moderators of a Sex Talk Tuesday. Yeah. Um, which I, we, which is how we, I found you, and that's how we connected, and we started back and forth. But in, in but in looking at your Twitter profile, I noticed that you are on Chatterbait. I noticed that you have a Pornhub account. I noticed that there's a few places. Could you walk us through the difference of what does each one of the does those? I mean, which which one of those portals do, do for you? Um, so Chatterbait is our live streaming platform. That's where we'll log on and be online anywhere between four to eight hours doing a, a show, which isn't always, you know, sex. I mean, sometimes we'll do acro yoga or yoga. Sometimes I'll practice on my, uh, my pole dancing. Um, sometimes we'll sit in the hot tub. Sometimes we'll cook a meal. So it's just sharing part of our lives with an, uh, a live audience. Um, people can chat in the chat room. They can ask us questions. They can tip for certain at goals for things to happen. Um, so that's that's Chatterbait, where we spend a majority of our time in this business that we've created. Uh, we also have an account on ManyVids, which is a clip site. Um, so sometimes we'll do um, custom orders for people if they have a specific request. They're like, I wanna see a video of this. Um, and so we'll take the time to film that, to edit it, to post it, to get it to that client. Um, or we'll just you know, have an idea of a clip that we wanna film on our own. And we'll post that out there for people to buy. Um, we also offer like certain um, two level, two different memberships over on ManyVids where they can like buy a membership per month and get all of our videos or they can buy into our crush, which is a little secret stash of little clips. Um, and then it's only been about two months since we've been on um, Pornhub because we found that some of our content was pirated and put up on these tube sites and it was getting lots and lots and lots and lots of views. 
Um, so we decided to create our own account so we could have those pirated videos transferred over to us. So at least we would get, you know, the, the ad revenue and the views there. And that Pornhub account has really taken off in the last two months. I think we've got nearly uh, 700 subscribers and close to 120,000 video views in just the short time we've been on uh, Pornhub. Um, we also have a few other things in the works that we're um, working on developing right now. We have a chance to work with a really well-known um, director and actually shooting a like feature length uh, adult movie. So that's really, really exciting. Wow. And we're also looking at getting into offering a VR camming, VR technology for viewers. Now, in your Chatterbait profile, it reads something to the effect, and I quote, this is a long, this is a loving space. Please be kind and respectful to all who are here. Your conversations, uh -huh. compliments, and tips are greatly appreciated, but please keep dirty talking tip notes, end quote. My, my question to that is, uh, not everybody is nice online, and every single portal is going to bring in its fair of trolls. I guess if you were talking to the audience, and I'm, and I'm sure you might already do this, but if you were talking to the audience and you would say, these are the lines that I would rather you not cross mm -hmm. for, for you or for Dusty, what would those lines be? Um, mostly anything that's degrading or disrespectful. Um, okay. And I'd say the majority of the time, people are nice and people are kind. And yeah, of course we get trolls that come in there. Um, depending on the severity of their comment, sometimes we'll ask them to use different words. Um, sometimes okay. we'll remind them, you know, please don't make demands on us. If you'd like to make a request, please accompany that with a tip, but don't just tell us, you know, suck his cock. <laughs> you know, no one likes to be come in and just demand it. Um, if it's something really, really out of line that we just will not tolerate, period, we have the power of kicking those people out of the room and preventing them from ever returning again. So if they're not complying, if they're not being respectful, um, we just say, bye-bye, you're out of here. So it's nice that Chatterbait offers that option to do that. And, and something else, we also, we don't engage that too. So like if, if somebody is coming in and being rude, we don't, we don't get into a discussion. Um, we don't get into an argument. It's just, if, if it's that egregious, we just, Cut it right off. We cut the snake off right there. Yep. And if other viewers are saying, wow, that guy was really rude. He shouldn't have said that, blah, 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 blah. If the other viewers in the room are talking about it, we're like, yeah, but we're done with that now. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of redirect the energy to a more positive tone. And now on the flip side, has there ever been any one or any ones that have just really, you think, wow, these are just awesome people. We would be friends with them on, on offline. Oh, yeah. We have people who have been watching us like since the very beginning. They've been coming to our room for three, three and a half years. And we would consider them friends, even though we really don't know them in real life. Um, you know, just by how engaging they are in the chat room. Some of them act as moderators for us. So when we're you know busy and in, involved and engaged with each other, they can keep tabs on the room and they can silence people. They can ask them to, you know, not engage in certain behaviors and stuff. So there's a lot of people like we look forward to seeing in the room. Uh, we're happy when they come in. We would consider them friends. So that happens yeah, all if the we time. were at like a, a convention or a conference or something like that somewhere and, and we were in their city, we would totally um, mm -hmm. have, have, a, uh, have a drink with them or something yeah. like that, you know. Um, and you know we've had we've had couples come in and you know just the the genuine 
the genuineness of, of their statements and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We have a, we have a list of um, what we call the hall of fame quotes <laughs> and okay. you know, they're, they're just incredible comments that the people have made. Yeah. Just the really touching ones that really are very heartfelt and that we appreciate. Well, and on the flip side, I will say that there's been a couple of comments that have been made throughout this conversation that that I will take away. I mean, the the the, the one that you just said a little bit ago, Dusty, of like sometimes you're the point uh, of the of the yang or whatever it was, and, and then you're sometimes the fat. Like I, that's that's a great visual for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that uh, for a while. So I can understand when somebody just says something that really gets you and 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 it impacts you from from the year on out. Um, let's talk a little bit about if if it's all right with you about the tantric component. So yeah. I, will, I will admit that, um, you know, whenever I can get my hands on my other half, um, I just want to ravage her. And, uh, and so holding off is something that I struggle with because I just, uh, you know, I'm in that moment. Yeah. How, how do you stretch that for five hours? Um, we really see lovemaking as a journey. We know that we'll get to the penetration. We know that we'll get to the orgasms and it's gonna feel great when we do, but we really view the entire body as one big erogenous zone. I mean, sometimes the way Dusty touches and caresses and kisses my neck or just strokes his fingers down my back or up you know, through my inner thighs or massages my feet, that can send quivers through me. He hasn't even like focused on my genitals yet at all. And so when you awaken all the other senses and the rest of the body first, it just heightens your pleasure that much more. Um, And Tantra really has an element of that giving and receiving. And when you are receiving to just completely surrender and trust and appreciate what your partner is giving to you. And when you're giving to be completely engaged and completely present with your partner and put a loving intention and energy into every touch uh, to tune into your breath, um, to engage in eye contact and speaking so much from your soul without saying a word. Um, and so it's just really this journey of exploration of the senses. And for you, Dusty, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and maybe I understand male physiology different. But when you're so close to that edge, how do you what techniques have you found, if, if, if this is something that you experience, to pull you back from it? Uh, baseball. Um, <laughs> um, no, uh, I have, I have always enjoyed the extending the orgasm, extending that, that part of it. Okay. And, um, and I have always seeked that out in partners in the past. And so from a compatibility standpoint um, and an understanding of, of my own, you know, makeup, um, having that appreciation for Peppermint when I met her um, and in an appreciation and understanding of my own, you know, what I enjoy um, I think is a, is a really important aspect. And that's also kind of a tantric aspect too, is, is understanding your own body, understanding your own erogenous zones, understanding what you need in order to enjoy um, sex, but being open to other, um, to other touches and stuff. 
And I think as men, um, we, not to say stereotypically, but, you know, get it over with, get, you know, get it in and get it done. I agree. Um, like, like you're seeking that orgasm. Like you got to get to the finish line rather yeah, than that, enjoying the journey on the way. Yeah. And, you know, to, to have that real orgasm for me, it's a buildup. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's moments where I'll wake up in the morning and peppermint will wake up in the morning and, you know, we're like two little rabbits and just going right at it. And, but personally, personally for me, I would rather, um, have that moment where we can have an extended lovemaking period than to have like a 15 minute fix and, um, and be able just to really enjoy one. And if that, you know what, and if that doesn't happen that entire day and we have to wait a day or so, I'd much rather have that because, um, I, I want, I seek that sexual experience to be the, the best experience it can be for, for that moment, you know, for that, for that period of time. And I guess that's kind of a driving force in my life as well. And, um, you know, the release of that energy, the release of that experience and even experience is, is a, is a release. It's an energy release and what you put into out of it. And the touch that you put into your partner, the caress that you put into your partner is going to heighten their experience, which in turn is going to heighten yours. Um, the more they're into it, the more that they look forward to it, the more engaged that interaction and that sexual experience is going to be. And throughout the whole day, you know, the buildup to that, you know, to that for me, it starts at the very beginning of the day to, to the end of the evening and, and extend it on into that. So I guess to sum it up, <laughs> tantric for me is, is, is a recognition of my own inner self, the energy channels that are in that because we are electrical currents. Um, you know, the salts in our body, help create energy that create that, that release of energy and how that electrical current moves through your body. And I can even feel it in times when we're playing around where I'm just, I'm not like, I'm not just like connected the way that I want to be. And peppermint will start touching my thighs and I'll communicate that with her too. And, and that usually has to do with not being fully present in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the other aspect of it. You have to be present. So part part of your partner and you can do is actually help put yourself in that presence. And um, but there's moments where I can notice like she's touching my inner thighs, but I'm not really feeling it. And or she's stroking my cock and I don't really I, I don't I don't really feel it. And then it's just a matter of of like all of a sudden she'll start touching my chest and She'll look me in the eyes and um, she can tell when I'm not, I'm, I'm focused on something else. I'm focused on something that's happening earlier. And this can even happen in chat as well in, in our session. And, um, you know, cause you can have somebody comes in there and goes, you know, prime example. Oh my God, you guys look like two crack whores. It's like, <laughs> well, Jesus. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we get those comments sometimes. You know, I, I look at this and I, I, you know, we'll have somebody come in a room and go, armpit. You know, and it's like, is this is this how they even interact when they walk into a room? I mean, like they walk into a room at a hotel or something like that, a conference, and they just yell, armpit. And everybody goes, ah, it's Bill. It's armpit, yeah. it's Bill. Um, you know, and so the same thing. I mean, you know, at any moment in our lives, we can we can drop out rather than drop into what we're experiencing. And one of the beauties of tantric is, is to learn how to, when you drop out, how to drop back in, drop back into your own self, your, your own soul and into the, into the soul of your partner and into the relationship of your partner and, um, and reconnect that energy and rechannel that energy, reflow that energy, heal that energy. Um, Cause even sometimes just momentary things, you know, somebody says something really nasty and mean in chat. Okay. That's a, that is an effect of energy. That's an effect of, and, and just a, a, a look from her can heal that energy to fix that, that, that channel. And so again, I think it's another really important aspect of my perspective on tantric and how I use that to affect my sexual engagement with peppermint and my engagement with my outside world and the fact that that thin line that we talked about earlier in this discussion of how does that line flow, you know, from all aspects of our communication throughout the day and in online as well. Um, going back to your question, Hugo, also of like, um, if he feels he's going to come too soon, what do you do to stop wait, wait. that? Are um, we online? Can you yeah, see us? I can see. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? I think I lost you there for a second. Yeah, you did. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm not sure where we where you lost us at. No, no, no. You had you you had just uh, been f finished explaining, and then uh, Peppermint, you came on to talk oh, about you know, and, and and that's where we cut off. So what I was going to say is that you know you had asked you know Dusty, what do you do? You know, how do you last for so long? And if you feel like you're going to come, how do you kind of just not, <laughs> how do you distract yourself from coming too soon? Um, and I say, you know, if we're, you know, if he's penetrating me and he feels like he's gonna come too soon, we don't have a problem with mixing it up. You know, if he wants to control that, maybe he'll he'll start going down on me for a little bit and just change the sure. mood and change the energy and change what we're doing. And, you know, if he's not penetrating anymore, let's say he feels like he's gonna come too soon, so we stop making love and he goes down on me instead, if he loses his erection, well, great. We just get to work him back up again. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I don't worry if his, his pocket's hard and soft and hard and soft and hard and soft throughout, you know, while we're having this experience. And we just, we mix things up a lot. It's not a straight trajectory. It's not like, okay, five minutes of foreplay and then you're going to fuck me for 10 minutes and then we're going to come. So, you know, we'll do a little bit of this. And then if, we need something else. We'll change it up and we'll do something different and we'll just go back and forth in that kind of way. And another way to help prolong it. Yeah. And, um, and, and with that said, uh, cause I, I didn't quite answer your question earlier, I guess. <laughs> um, so that is, those are some of the techniques, you know, one of them is, is that, uh, like she was saying, um, in a course of, of sex, I mean, you know, 
a man's penis is going to go up and go down. And again, I think sometimes we get so focused on if my penis goes down, then I'm not showing interest or I'm Search not interested. And we get in, you know, we get in our heads. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And and I think that's also something that I think our outside environment has kind of um, trained us a little bit too. You know, even for women, you know, it's like, oh, his, his cock isn't hard. He's not into me. Or his, you know, it's like, no, it's not having to do with that. Um, it, <laughs> plus, it's also about focus. Like if I'm focusing on oral on peppermint, then I'm not going to be necessarily hmm. thinking about my own cock. It's not a direct stimulation no. for your body and it doesn't get the blood flowing the way it needs to. Exactly. Body. Exactly. And um, so being comfortable in that, you know, being comfortable in your own skin that, okay, my cock is going to go up and it's going to go down. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. And it's a journey. It's an ebb and flow. It's going up and it's going down and enjoying and embracing that aspect of, of sex, I think from a male perspective, the more that men can understand that and appreciate that, I think that their sex will be better and um, and less frantic, so to speak. And it takes a while for my body to work up to That's be right. able to be penetrated also. I mean, if you understand women's sexual anatomy, you'll know that there's tissues that get engorged and fill up with blood just as a penis does. It's just more where it's inside. And so it, it takes a while for me to be aroused enough to be open to receive him. So I can't just like roll over and have him stick it in. <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah. need foreplay. I, I need that oral. I need a little bit of fingering first. Maybe I'll have an orgasm and squirt before he even penetrates me at all. And he loves that. And we both love that. And it's yeah. just, it's a slow buildup and it's not a rush to get to the climax. And when that happens, that's great, but it's not the goal. It's not the be all end all. It's not the destination. Well, and, and the, every, the average woman takes 20 minutes to be worked up, mm -hmm. you know, um, but yet the average male orgasm happens within two to three minutes. So what are you going to do in between there in order to help her achieve her sexual climax? And, um, no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I think that's one of the challenges of, uh, you know, men in my generation that grew up reading men's health magazines and stuff like that is the fact that we, you know, that we were always taught it, it's, it's oriented towards you. That yes, there are things that you can do for your other half, but it is oriented, you know, eventually about you. And, 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 and you get to decide when orgasms happen or not. And, and ultimately, if you want your own, go ahead and have some. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and women's physiology is, is different. And it takes, you know, it, it takes longer time and it takes being in a mindset. And, and, and I don't think that we do enough teach that as a course like if I could have it as yeah. a course in college I would and, and and maybe get a PhD in it because there, yeah. there, there's a lot that, that's misunderstood um, yeah. and at the end of the day I think young men might default to well as long as I get mine I'm good well yeah and then that stereotype is only reinforced by a lot of the traditional Hollywood porn that's out there. And even just Hollywood in general. Yeah, you're gonna grab this girl, you're gonna fuck her real hard for five minutes, you're gonna choke her, you're gonna pull her hair, and then you're gonna squirt your load all over her face. 
That's yeah. not what I want. And that's not what I like. There might be women out there that love that. And that is awesome. And everyone has a right to their own type of pleasure. But I don't know that, you know, female orgasm and female pleasure is really shown in that. And I'm really grateful that there are a lot of, there's a movement toward that. They're calling it feminist porn. I don't necessarily like that term, it's more but it's more, uh, you know, porn that's geared toward women that has maybe more of a sensual erotic um, aspect more than just say like a, a graphic aspect. Um, you know, women are visual creatures too. And I love to watch people having sex, but I also love to watch that, you know, engagement of love, kissing, of eye gazing. Um, so there's a lot of web a lot of female porn directors that are also helping to change that stereotype. Is that what is, are those conversations have it being happening on Twitter? Are they happening somewhere else? Are they being having it in, com, in, in uh, conventions? Where are these discussions go, going on? All of those places. In our room, yeah. in our, in our chat room, we'll have these discussions. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then like we were at the why not, uh, um, uh, community in Los Angeles and we were one of the uh, um, uh, speakers on one of the panels and throughout the course of that there was a lot of discussion in in other panels in regards to some of those kinds of things and, and questions and so there's there's a there's a greater and more open communication that's happening um, with people in general and um, and within, um, I think within couples, I think couples are becoming more and more open to discussing with one another. There's, yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, there's tons of Twitter posts and profiles of these more, you know, feminist type porn directors. There's been, you know, mainstream publications and newspapers and articles and websites that have done profiles and highlighted them. Way before we even got into broadcasting on Chatterbait, I had come across an article, probably just on a, a news source, um, about a woman named Cindy Gallup, who started a site called Make Love Not Porn. And her website is dedicated to showcasing real couples having real sex in the real world. So there's no script, there's no set, it's, it's user driven. So it's users submitting their videos onto this website. That's just real people. And it's more of like, you know, the, the, it's amateur, it's, it's authentic. Um, so there's many sites that are doing that as well. Yeah. Now, do you, do, do you think that to some degree there's a good portion of the population that's just voyeuristic or likes, you know, that just likes seeing others? For sure. <laughs> I think we're all more voyeuristic than we'd like to admit. Oh, my God. I mean, that's what Hollywood <laughs> is built on. I mean, you know, look at all the movies we go and see. We go and see, um, you know, an action movie or something like that and um, or a love story or whatever. I mean, we we've built a, a society around voyeurism, you know, um, we, we go to sports, sports is a form of voyeurism. And we were sitting there watching two teams beat the crap out of one another and, or two boxers or whatever, you know, and we look at them and we go, ah, God, hope he kicks the crap out of that guy, but thank God it's not me in the, in the ring. <laughs> um, I'm completely happy sitting here with my box of popcorn and my beer while I watch uh, Mike Tyson Kick the crap out of somebody, you know, um, just as long as I'm not in the arena. And I think the same thing, you know, 
in all aspects of our lives. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 that's a really good point is the fact that, I mean, that entertainment, as far as looking what others do is all this time. What are some of the misconceptions you, th- you would think that uh, people that, that would only see you, they, they happen to come on to uh, Chatterbait, they see you, they, they, they see you as sexual beings. What do you think are the misconceptions that they automatically make about you that you would want to dispel? Hmm. Uh, that's a great question. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess that we're doing something deviant or nasty or naughty or wrong. I mean, we are sexual beings, period. Not a single one of us would be on this planet if our parents didn't have sex. <laughs> and so just by choosing to put that out there for people to see, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there, I mean, porn is the number one consumed product in this country. Yeah, Pornhub porn is the number, number one. one website in the world. You yeah. know? So we're not doing anything wrong just by choosing to show what we enjoy and how we interact with each other and how we engage. And, you know, I guess just to, to normalize that. I think that also you can, you can be in a loving, committed relationship that, uh, that yeah, we may be I guess in some ways putting it on display in the sense that, you know, we're hoping that others see, mm-hmm. see that there's another, that there's another way. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but not just because you are putting your relationship on display like that also doesn't mean that you're not monogamous, that you're, that you're not committed and, um, and that you're into some kind of free for all as far as your relationship with other people. And some people are, and that's awesome. We yeah. have a lot of viewers that will come in and ask us if we're swingers, if we swap, if we share. Um, we really don't have any interest in doing that. And I understand why also that they have that that interest too. I mean, you know, we are, I think we're a pretty fun, fun, interactive um, couple. I agree. But, you know, and I, and I think it comes from a desire to, to be around that. It's like, you know, different than why are you friends with, with the, the, the people you've been friends with for a long time in your life, because you have a commonality, you have a vested interest that, you know, you guys can communicate, you know, you have fun, you have similar interests, you have, you know, so, um, so why wouldn't you want to hang out with them? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think also another misconception might be that, you know, oh, well, because we're, you know, we're putting our sex out there, you know, they must be prostitutes <laughs> or something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah. We get people ask us, oh, hey, you know, can we, you know, pay you to hook up or something? I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would like to think that you must see all types. And like I said, that the request must be, you know, many and plenty. But yeah. no, I mean, and I, I appreciate the fact that you have said clear boundaries for yourselves and, and and i'm sure that if something were to come up you might have a conversation because you don't seem judgmental in that way but at least for the this moment in time this is what you're okay with and and anything past that that's that's not our that's not our sphere yeah definitely i mean we have our hard and fast nose um we have things that maybe we'd be open to and there might even be things out there that we haven't even explored yet and maybe somebody will come into our chatterate room and present us with an offer in which case that would instigate a discussion like well how do we feel about this 
Now, the people that do come into the room, because every you know, folks are looking for different things, but you know, and without necessarily putting labels on anybody, but if 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 women were to come into the room just for the sole purpose of seeing you, Peppermint, or if other if men were to come into the room just for the sake of seeing you, Dusty, how what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you feel any one way about it, or is that all okay? I love it. <laughs> and I don't okay. people come into the room and let's say it's a male and he's complimenting Dusty. Oh my God, you've got such a big cock. Wow, you've got a nice ass. Wow, I'd really like to be with you. I think that's awesome because I think he's attractive, handsome man and he turns me on. So the fact that he turns other people on, I think is great. I don't get jealous at all because I know that he's never going to, you know, stray and want to you know say be with that other person just because they're finding them attractive i know that i'm his number one but i just i really get a kick out of other people finding him attractive as well but i can't speak for you but yeah i mean you know we we are i mean i have i'm a man and i feel i i look i've noticed (laughs) and i look at my body and i'm like okay yeah it's it's an attractive body and I see other men and I'm like, wow, he's an attractive man. Now, does that mean that I want to be with him? No, but I can appreciate the male form. I can appreciate the human form. I can, you know, and I can, you know, I, I, I find peppermint, you know, stunning. And, sure. you know, and I'm sure there's other people that don't. And I'm sure that there's other people that do. And, and I, I appreciate them appreciating her for her beauty and for the way she is and the same with me and yeah i don't feel that there's ever any jealousy over a comment you know no i mean we have viewers in the room that yes we do cam as a couple but you know it'll be maybe a guy that'll come in and he'll only address me and greet me (laughs) oh we're both here but you know he's attracted to me and he wants to interact with me we've also had people come in the room and let's say it's you know like a a straight man he's like wow you know i've never really been attracted to guys but you're hot and so we've been you know known to be flippers <laughs> or we'll have like say a, a gay male come into the room he's like wow I usually don't watch couples but you guys just have such an amazing energy between you i really like what i see here in your room yeah yeah i mean that that goes to, to again my, my theory that there is such a fluidity when it comes to sex that sometimes we we, we've had these scripts of who we were supposed to be that were installed very early on. And if we're open enough to explore as we get later on, you might discover that now there's a whole big world there that that's available to you that you, that you want to see that you may want to experience. It's just a matter whether you're going to, to get out of that box that you were put sure. in. Um, are, we, if I, yeah, if you, are we mistaken the energy? We, we mistaken the physicality of it with maybe the energy, you know, um, Peppermint and I, the, the beauty of us is the interaction of us and how we treat one another, that energy. And I think that people are attracted to that. And then individually, I think people are attracted to her individual energy and my individual energy and just the way that we are. And so it's, you know, I think there's a little bit of that as well. Most certainly. Now, from what I saw in the uh, in the Nightline piece, and uh, you tell me how much of this I have it right, but that you have 
uh, family and that they're older uh, and they do, do not, as of now, or at least as of when they recorded that, uh, that piece, that they weren't aware of, of, of what you do. Do they know now or are they still in the dark? And what is the contingency plan when in and if the day comes when they realize, hey, you know, my, somebody I know and I'm close to has been doing this for a while and is and is successful at it. Uh, uh, since that interview was aired, we've been opening up to more and more and more people and sharing what we do. And we have had 100% positive feedback. Our friends are supportive. They're encouraging. They say, right on, because they see our relationship. And many times we've had comments from people, from our friends and from strangers, of how beautiful it is just to simply witness our love and to see us interacting with each other. So knowing that we're putting it out there to a larger audience, they are so supportive of that. Um, we have told some family members as well. Um, since that interview, um, both my parents do now know um, and we did also tell our daughter because she was visiting. She was, um, you know, she lives elsewhere, but she was going to be in our town visiting and she wanted to stay with us. Um, and we had to explain the reason that we really couldn't have her stay with us for a week. <laughs> like, well, sure. uh, she really didn't want to know any details. All I told her was that we, we have an adult business that we engage in from the home most days. That's why it's difficult to have you over. And she's like, I don't need to know details. It's it's your life, and that's fine. <laughs> Our son still doesn't know. Um, but I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I I don't necessarily have a problem with sharing that with him. Um, our, our kids are pretty hip and cool and understanding and accepting. <laughs> and it's also the presence of how we how we do this we too, could, yeah. and and why we do this, why we started doing this. And so if, you know, if, if and when, let's say that son, daughter, when they're, when they're, when they're of age, if they're already of age yeah, and they said, well, you know what? Okay. It, it, you know, they were saying, Hey mom and dad, I think that without knowing what you do, but I may want to go into this similarly, would you be open to them? And, and what, and, and, and I would think that you would be, but if you, if, if you were, what would you say? Well, this is what you got to look out for as perhaps a sole performer. Yeah. We've, going had that, into we've had that question presented us to, to us before, actually. And from my standpoint, I would definitely encourage them, but with caution, knowing that some of the things you encounter can play with your head and they can affect your self-confidence. So one, you have to be really, really strong within yourself to know that, you know, these comments that you're going to hear from the trolls aren't true um, and have the power to diffuse that and always know that you are in control of what happens in that cam room um, or you know if they're making videos or stuff like that just know that they are in complete control of what they do they do not by any means have to say yes to every request that comes their way they don't have to take any sort of abuse or negative behavior you know just for them to know that they are in power to have faith and confidence in themselves and also just to have fun, make it fun. And yeah, there's times where it feels like work and there's times where we'll be online for you know hours at a time and it's not super lucrative. And so that's when you just gotta be consistent, put those hours in and have faith that you know it's, it's gonna turn around, it's gonna change and there's people that will appreciate you. Yeah, sure. And that, um... I guess uh, 
how do I put this? I can't think of it right now. It's slipping and, my and to have no shame also, yeah. you know, whatever they enjoy, whatever they like, it's good. It's all great. You know? Well, I think I have exhausted, you know, pretty much everything that I want to ask you. I mean, and I'm sure that there is more, but, you know, I, I try to keep it within an hour and a half. Uh, but you but first and foremost, let me let me start off with, uh, you know, my, my goodbyes in, the, in a sense of saying first, I, I told you that I was nervous about talking to you guys because, it, again, the nightline thing kind of threw me off. I didn't realize that you guys were world renowned. And <laughs> But more than anything, is just when it, I'd like to think of myself as a regular guy. I'm a regular guy here in Southern California. And when I was growing up, anybody that was in, in the adult industry, they were people that were making the videos and they were the big names. They were, they were the you know, big stars. Even for Taboo as adult entertainment is, there's still some names that you just knew. And they were so far removed from my regular day life that I never thought that I would get a chance to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about some of the people that I've met on, online, especially Twitter, uh, and, you, and you all specifically, is that you never made yourself seem unaccessible. Maybe perhaps you were like, well, who is this guy? What is he about? What him, he may want to ask. But you never put the stops of, well, we are, and I, and I, you know, I have kid about World Renown, but you do have a lot of followers, but you still were willing to say, hey, we'll give you a shot and we'll, and we'll give you the opportunity to talk to you because our message is, is worth sharing with the world. So I just want to say thank you for that. And then um, I guess, you know, any any parting thoughts that you would want to share with the folks that are listening, um, you know, that, that you don't think that I've covered? Um, not especially. Come watch us. We're lots of fun. Come hang <laughs> out with us on Chatterbait and go buy our videos on ManyVids and go watch us on Pornhub. <laughs> Just come, come, enjoy, appreciate. Let us know. Both figuratively and, figu- and literally. Let us yes. know that you're enjoying. Um, and I think also just uh, we want to thank you for this opportunity and this conversation because I feel that the more we can get ourselves out there, the more that we can share what we believe in and our message and what we're doing and the more people that affects i we we just think that's a great thing and so we're really we're grateful to have this opportunity to talk to you that's that's kind of you dusty peppermint thank you so much i will put uh show notes as far as where people can find you online uh on the post and of course they can find you on twitter at um where are you guys peppermint and dust and dusty right dusty. just peppermint and the and I know that you're there and you have links to all your show notes. Again, thank you so much. Uh, namaste, if that's namaste. Uh, pr- proper to say. And, and, we, and I hope to talk to you all soon. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>